Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 181. When all else fails, hang in there. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm so excited to introduce a very special guest, David Ray. David, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Well, from the uh, notes you gave me about this interview, Mark, I, I've got the uh, six-point harness with Hans' device all ready to go. All right. Well, I hope you don't need that Hans' device. I'll try not to hit any walls, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. David Ray's the founder and group leader at Hooked On Driving. It's a community of enthusiasts who share a passion for driving as they operate in seven key regions of the United States. Their focus is providing high-performance drivers training in a controlled environment of the race course with no competition or training for competition. It's all about providing drivers with coaching so they become better and safer drivers. David's competed in the SCCA Regional Racing Program and the NASA 25-hour Thunderhill five times, and he's won two regional championships in T2 and the Ilgen Enduro in two different classes. He's an SCCA instructor, a driving coach, and he was chair of the new track committee of the San Francisco region of the SCCA. David, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your career, your interests, and of course your passion for driving automobiles really fast? Okay. All right. Well, Mark, it was uh, all accidental. My family did not have this affliction. So it was little bits and pieces of things that happened in my life along the way, and then we kind of had a tipping point, I guess, uh, as an adult. But uh, I was raised in the Midwest, and my dad did love cars, so we appreciated automobiles. He, w- he had a bad habit of trading about every two years. So <laughs> I, I, I got to be, as I got to be about eight or ten years old, I started scoping the next trade for him mm. and trying to pre-buy for him. Very cool. Yeah, I remember the day we walked into a Ford dealership in 1968, and there was a GT350, a white with black stripes, sitting there with the 
the shoulder harnesses and the roll bar and and I dad this is obviously your next commuter yeah. car <laughs> uh that that didn't work out but he actually ended up with a kind of a semi-cool Galaxy 500 GT390 it was all right it was basically hot rotted up with stripes but yeah. Uh, that ended up, uh, I inherited that car, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, then we moved to the West Coast from the Midwest, got married, and we started a business out here in Northern California. We had, uh, I had gotten kind of hooked on being a spectator at Road America in Elkhart Lake. I actually had a, an associate pastor at our church who had a BMW 2002, and I had no idea what that was, and he let me drive it one day. I thought, well, this is kind of cool. It's very oh, yeah. different. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So then we went up, did, discovered the they were, let's see, Formula 5000, so I'm dating myself, and, and the days of the Greenwood Corvettes. And oh, gosh, monster cars. Oh, yeah, the 935 Porsches, and that was an exciting time. We came out here, and we had to go to work to get a business going, but then I discovered the car culture as time progressed with the great tracks that we have, Laguna Seca and Sears Point at the time. Oh, yeah. And then I think we're going to talk more details about you know, things that happened, but no, I'm real proud. We have a couple of adult kids now. One, uh, One's a nurse and oh, wow. one's a land- landscape architecture working down in Johannesburg, South Africa. We've got oh, four gosh. grandkids, <laughs> all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I've gotten in deep with the San Francisco region, the SCCA, and Wow. You know, I think we're going to talk more about it as we get going here. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It sounds like you're having an awesome, good time after the sale of your your business and you're having fun with cars. So that's that's great. And that's why I wanted to have you on Cars Yeah. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests about a success quote or a mantra, something that's been instrumental in forming your life. And it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. I know you love to drive. So David, take the wheel. Okay. Well, what I would say, a mantra, it, it's not a mantra. It's It's not fancy at all. But Kind of, we owned a business for 19 years that we sold in the staffing industry. That was what we came to California to do, and that's a hard business. And we had a big roller coaster with it, and ended up making it a success. But it kind of came down to when all else fails, hang in there. <laughs> yeah, perfect and, for a guy who's out on the track. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No, you you know things are uh, not always going to work out well, so. Maybe that's just a fancy word to say persistence pays off, too. That's another one. Uh, because you, there are times when you're not having fun. There's times when things aren't going well. And that's when you can't, you got to keep your dauber up and keep putting foot one foot in front of, a, of the other. Oh, absolutely. And being an entrepreneur as you were, that is so important because it is a roller coaster ride for sure. With what you're doing now, how have you incorporated the thought process of that quote? into the Hooked on Driving? You know what? We, I think, are kind of writing some new books. Certainly, there's some folks that have done uh, interesting and creative things ahead of us, but we've kind of taken it to the next level, number one, when we finally decided to do Hooked on Driving as a business. I was excited enough by that time to see the potential beyond just a local business. So, we created a business model that could proliferate into other regions and actually be a national brand and create the format, the business format for that. And, mm-hmm. boy, that's, that hasn't just, you know, it's no good business is an overnight success. Yes. And we are making good progress, but it's not without 
left turns, uh, right turns, and, and a couple of spin-outs. There's no question, but uh, we've continued to learn, fine-tune our business model, how we approach promoting the business, how we're running our events, and how we grow in the regions, and really making good progress now. So, but it, you know, it's been 11 years, and whoa, that seems like, uh, it really feels like four or five years. So we've been doing it for a while, and we're turning the corner. Well, that's awesome. I love all the metaphors in there, too. Spinning out, <laughs> turning corners, fantastic. You know, I had Michael Culver, who's the CEO of Skip Barber Racing School, and a lot of what you're saying are the the many challenges that organization has faced along the way, even with their great provenance and their name, is mm-hmm. dealing with all the different tracks and locations and people and everything. So, yes, it's uh, it's never a ride in the park, is it? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I was I'm uh, I was making an appointment to meet with a racetrack back in the Midwest, and I'm sitting here in California, and it's 63 degrees, and I'm I'm gonna I say, well, I'll run out and be there about 10 o'clock in the morning. He said, well, you have, you understand, it's under snow. There's nobody there. We have to unlock the fence. I go, oh right. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's on the uh, West Coast here. We're uh, we're in the lap of luxury, especially you down in California. We get a little rain up here in the Northwest, but uh, yes. Uh, the rest of the country has some challenges this time of year as we're recording this in January. So, fantastic. Yeah. You talked a, a bit about when you were a kid and, and going to the car dealerships with your dad, but would you share with me that moment in your life, that pivotal moment when you really realized that you were a car guy? Yeah, you know, you made me think about this one, and uh, the light bulb went on. I was in college at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa, sophomore, and I had a good friend who lived across the hall. It was an Air Force ROTC student, and his name was Don, and he had the coolest 71 black Mach 1 Mustang. Nice. And he was the guy that I wanted to be from the standpoint of the guy that worked on the car, did the modifications himself, and to be honest with you, he did a little bit of terrorizing uh, on the airport roads uh, <laughs> late at night, taking on the 396 Malibu. Yep. And uh, one day, and he, I, I kind of uh, shotgun rode with him occasionally. That car was pretty fast. He had it built up pretty nice. Mm-hmm. One day he said, Dave, I've got a hot date. And I had the Galaxy 500 XL390. Yeah. With, and it had a bench seat and an automatic. He says, you know, i got a date. We want to go to the drive-in, and I need your bench seat. Can we trade cars for the Ooh, night? <laughs> so that Galaxy paid off for you. It did. It was it was awesome, and uh, he gave me the keys, and I didn't know how to drive a clutch, and I went out, and getting on the freeway, and I'm a pretty civilized, conservative guy. I'm not going to be an idiot out there, but we got on this Cleveland 351 that was breathed on it, it had hitters and all that stuff, and I got on it and felt the tail come out on a freeway ramp, and I thought, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, I, it was, I was, you know, I was already like 20 when this happened, so it was late for me, but, uh, from there on, it just kind of proliferated, if you will. I think the next project was helping a buddy with a Buick to do a Holly four barrel carburetor upgrade. And, and then we just got carried away as the years went on. You know, it's, uh, the first time you get in a car that really goes fast, it does make an impression on you. I had a detailing business when I was a kid and I think I must've been 17 and Went and picked up a customer's car to bring it back to my house, and it was a Jaguar with a V12 in it, XKE. And I I remember going down the road and going, I wonder, you know, drop it down to second gear and put my foot down, and oh, my goodness, be careful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of wait. Plan it. (laughs) Yes, yeah, point and shoot, yeah. It's, uh, It's an exciting feeling. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story 
when you had a real aha moment with your business or your career, it could be with Hooked on Driving, that time when you realized that an idea or a concept was really going to make it, and tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Okay. Yeah, this was an easy one. It, <laughs> we, we, you know, I'd sold the business and was doing some business consulting, got it, was able to be helpful in the building at Thunder Hill and do, doing some extra kinds of work, but I was still young enough that I knew I wanted to find another business or another uh, way to be employed to finish out a career. Clients that knew I was a club racer and they knew I was associated with Thunder Hill. He said, hey, can you get us up there on the track with our streetcars? And it was was a high-tech company, and some of these guys were pretty successful, so they had pretty nice cars. Mm -hmm. I said, well, okay, sure. We'll we'll, go up on a Tuesday, and we'll do a little fundraiser and just make a contribution to the track and uh, maybe 10 or 12 of us, they'll let us play. And so we did that, and that was great. And I started getting realizing I had to format it and <laughs> that things could get carried away if you didn't actually have some rules. So we kind of put some rules in, and then we went back and did it a few more times. And I started thinking, wow, these guys are really liking this a lot. And then I had one of my business vendors that I'd invited Somehow I was involved. I was in his office, and his wife comes by, and we're and his wife talks to me on the side, and he goes, she goes, you know, Peter keeps telling me about your trips up to Thunder Hill, and I'm not sure what you're doing over there. <laughs> but she just looked me in the eye. She says, all I know is when she when he comes back, he's a new man. Wow! There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I, and I thought. Whoa. Okay. So we we found something here. This is uh, this is a legal drug or something uh-huh, like that. Sure. And, and then obviously from there, I started the, the wheels started turning. And there was also one day shortly thereafter that I had I think three people tell me within the same couple of hour window in the morning. Oh man, Dave, this is so much fun. I could get hooked on this. There you go. And phew, so uh-huh. my cu- our customers <laughs> uh, really named the business. Yeah, it's, you know, the first time I started driving at speed was with club events, lapping days, and then I got my racing license for vintage racing, and my wife would say the same thing. I'd come home, and I'd just be so fired up, kind of exhausted and tired, of course, from the focus, but uh, she yep. said, you know, this is a good escape for you from the trials and tribulations and all the hours you spend working. I think you should do more of this, so the green light was on. <laughs> Little did she know what it what it led to. How about mm-hmm. proudest moments? I'm sure you've had many, but is there one in particular you could share with our listeners with your business, your career? Yeah, Mark, I'm not sure it's a moment, but it it was definitely something that happened, and it wasn't overnight. You know, a few years into the business, especially here in Northern California, uh, what I would say is, we, I mean, I'm a worrier, and you know, when you own a small business, you worry. There's, mm-hmm. it's just, yes. there's this is not the software business. I'm, I'm not a genius uh, doing a one year turnaround and making ten times my money. We're, <laughs> we're one step at a time. So, but it was a few years ago. I just realized that as we added dates to our schedule, and I always worried about, you know, okay, are we going to have enough cars to pay the bills? And then one year. It just turned, and I realized, oh, now I'm worrying about managing the cars and adding people to assist us and building a team rather than worrying about 
uh, having enough customers at an event for it to be viable. It, it, we just got, we kind of got that critical mass where our events were well populated and the word, we got a big enough base of customers that started telling other customers or prospective customers, and I think, what, 60% of our customers come from our own customers telling their friends. Sure. And when you get a big enough base going and you do a good enough job with the customers and they have a great time, the word gets out. It just takes a while to build that up. And I, it was really, really a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling when we realized that our region here in Northern California had achieved that. Well, it's that pendulum effect, if you will. The, the, the great book, Good to Great, talks about that, of achieving that momentum and that pendulum, and it starts spinning and moving forward. So it sounds like that's what happened in your case. So fantastic. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that Galaxy, but I'd love to hear about your first really special car. Maybe that's the car, but maybe there's something else. And share with me a memory that you had with this vehicle. So, yeah, this is another, another uh, easy one. It's funny, you know, I've, I've traded a lot of cars, had a lot of cars, but the first really special car was my first race car. Mm. And my wife and I were at the auto show in San Francisco I'd heard about the SCCA, and I always thought you kind of had to be rich to race. And you know, well, I, yeah, I couldn't be, I couldn't afford to be in the SCCA. And we stumbled into a little membership booth. A guy was just chatting about the SCCA, and I didn't realize you could join for fifty-five bucks. So I wrote him a check that night and joined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I hope you don't mind. There's a little related story building up to this. Absolutely. Car. When I joined, then they sent me out a little card. They said, well, okay, this is a very active group. What do you want to do in SCCA? And I didn't know. I'd never been to a club race. Didn't know that hobby existed. I was thinking Al Holbert and Mark Donahue. (laughs) Right. And and so I checked the box that, well, I guess I could be a worker at a race. Uh, That sounds like fun. I could see the cars and and be free, uh, you know, get in free. And then they immediately, some, Ted calls me and says, well, okay, we've got to train you, and we have a racing competition license school coming up, so that's where we train the workers. I go, so I show up, they get me in my white pants and red shirt, and they put <laughs> me in the pre-grid area to line up the cars before they go out. Wow. And the, fir- the first car that pulls up, and I have pretty much, the training is somewhat modest to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> they pretty sure. much told me, go line them up. Okay, uh-huh. all right, and you know, be sure you know, they're seatbelts are on or whatever. <laughs> uh, the first car that lines up for the first uh, session in the morning is an 18-year-old kid and a primered Datsun 510 that's probably worth about a thousand bucks. And it, he pulls up and he's all fired up and nervous and I have to show him how to, well, we figured out how to do a five-point belt together there. I'd never done that before. Yeah. And so, and then I stood back and I go, wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture? This kid, this kid's racing and I'm not. Yes, there you go. <laughs> And so that connection started, and I, and I took a year to autocross to be prepared to be at that school the next year. And, I, you know, I was, you know, I had babies at home and a, a new business. I was not going to be able to go out and buy a big hot rod. But I found a car that I bought based on the price, mm-hmm. and that was $1,800, including a trailer. And it was an Opal Manta that ran in improved touring B in the San Francisco region supplementary regs. All right. Yeah, and I I went and saw the car, and he let me start it while I was on the trailer, and I'd never heard a four-cylinder with a super trap, and it sounded really fast. Oh, yeah, Uh uh-huh. So, anyway, that was my first special car, and, uh, you know, we we actually, I went through the car, I found out what a jam car was, which is 
this car had been one of the cars that was commonly lapped <laughs> in previous seasons. But we went through the car, found out it had some wiring issues, got it running good, put good tires on it, and actually did okay and had some fun. And actually, let's see, I was on a pole with that car. So yeah, um, All right. yeah I didn't, it, it uh, didn't make it through the race, but we had a lot of fun with the old Opal Manta. Well, that's the great thing about SEC. I've been a member for, gosh, close to 25 years, I think now. And there's so many different areas that you can get involved with SECA racing and so forth. So fantastic. You discovered something. So happy you went to that uh, car show that evening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is there a vehicle that you've sold in your past that you really wish you could get back in your garage? That seller's remorse story. Yeah, I actually need some psychotherapy on this Uh-oh, one. I'm still mad. I'm sorry. I'm, mad. <laughs> I'm sorry I even brought it up. Yeah, no, the 67 big block coupe Corvette. Oh. A 427-390 that was a completely, completely original untouched Survivor. Ouch, yeah. And I flipped it for a $6,000 profit. I Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we all have those stories. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Okay. You got, right, you got well, to spend you, some time with it, you know? Uh, not long. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's one of those deals. You live and learn, and uh, that yep. was then, and this is now. Well, we'll move on then. <laughs> how, okay. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, yeah, I am. Uh, it, it, what I was just talking about, about the maturity of the Northern California region, I am like putting my teeth into watching the other regions of Hooked on Driving, which are individually owned. We actually used a franchise model because I knew that I couldn't be an expert in Florida and in New York and in Wisconsin on all the different tracks and try to recruit teams to do proper events. So we have local owners in those regions Pacific, we're Pacific Northwest, Southern California, Northern California, Florida, Southern States, Northeast, and Great Lakes are our regions now. And I'm really having fun watching these folks starting to get that corner turned at the regional level. And so in many ways, my days are very busy with kind of being a little bit of a consultant and, and double-checking and guiding and brainstorming for the different owners in the different regions with their situations. Mm -hmm. They've got, obviously, very, you know, we've got a country club track we deal with. We've got a couple of NASCAR super speedways we deal with. We're, we, you know, we've got one region that's too spread out. We're going to have to, you know, we have to deal with getting different customer bases because we've got one track that's too far from the other to, for common customers to support it. And wow. So there's a lot of challenges out there, but we're making good progress, and, it, and it's fun to see. Awesome. Sounds exciting. Now, here's a fun question, and we talked about this a little bit in our pre-show chat, so I'm very interested to see how you're going to answer this. If David Ray was a car or a race car could be either what kind of car would he be and why okay Th- this was your hardest question <laughs> especially since my first instinct would be one that i, I don't want to use <laughs> <because> <laughs> so i thought it through and th- at the end of the day I currently own a car, a race car called a Spec Mustang, which is a class we started here in Northern California. It's based on the 2005 through 2009 Ford Mustangs. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of reasons, I've had a lot of different uh, race cars and been able to drive a number of different types of race cars. This is kind of my favorite car that I've had. And and maybe it's just a good personality match for me because... 
the body, number one, I love the body style. It's kind of the best of the re, you know retro uh, right. styles. Yeah. They, they kind of went back to the 69 Mustang and trimmed it up and made it more modern, but, and it really works. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the standpoint of the performance, we have upgraded the performance. I try to stay in decent shape. So this car's got a racing suspension and better brakes than stock and a full roll cage. And as a personality, the car is... I think reasonably well balanced. It's not a it's not a Miata and it's not a GT1 car, but it is kind of a blend of the two from the standpoint of having enough horsepower but not too much. You can't really toss this car around very much. You've got to be smooth, and so it's like a kind of a bigger, faster momentum car. And I like how it looks. So uh, I don't know. I hope that's not too egotistical, but that's my car. It's a 2007 uh, Mustang GT race car. (laughs) Well, I like you put some great thought into this, and I appreciate that. And I'm so glad that you're a race car. That's really cool, as (laughs) as it should be, as it should be. So, David, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, David, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer, you know what this means. The white flag is out. It's time to really get going here. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? You bet. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? You can never have too much negative camber. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought for sure you are going to say horsepower. <laughs> but I get nope. it. I get it. Yep. There you go. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Well, I'm going to totally cheat and say two. Okay. Optimism. Just kind of a positive mental out- outlook mm-hmm. and a focus on building relationships and working really hard to be true to relationships and have good, reliable friends. Ah, awesome. Communication and surrounding yourself with the right people. Perfect. Do you have a resource that you could share with the Cars Yeah listeners? I understand there's many of them out there, but perhaps it's a website or a blog. Yeah, I I think, I mean, there are a lot, but one that's popped up in the last couple of years that I really respect, Ross Bentley's Speed Secret. Ah, yes, Ross has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, great guy, and I love his books, too. Yep. Great, great. Would you, and speaking of books, would you share one book that you've really enjoyed in the past with our listeners? You bet. Now, this is really heavy, but I read it recently, and I think it's really cool. I'm sharing it with friends. So yeah. A guy named John Izzo wrote a book. The Five Secrets You Must Discover Before You Die. Ah, <laughs> there you go. It, it, no, it's pretty heavy, but uh, I'm an old enough guy now to where stuff, you start you start uh, smelling the roses and things, mm-hmm. and it, it's a really great book. Well, awesome. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these great resources that David had shared with us today at carsyeah.com slash David Ray. And that book, it's the first time that's been recommended here on Cars Yeah, so I appreciate that. I'm going to get myself a copy. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, David, and this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, and I'll augment that to say, or one collector race car, money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like today, what would that one vehicle be and why? 
I was lucky enough to be in Detroit for the North American Auto Show a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. It made it easy, the Ford GT, the, the new one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a little tough for me to get this soon. Can you wait a little bit until they're actually available? <laughs> well, I, I, I figured you had a lot of pull, Mark. Well, yeah. I try. I try. But, you know, there's a lot of cars. I do five shows a week, so you can imagine yep. my check my checking account is just getting depleted like you can't believe it <laughs> well that's what you get yeah i know if the other the other would be the one the one that's a more traditional collector car now would be that big block 67 corvette yeah yeah but uh boy that new ford gt that is going to be one awesome vehicle yeah they wait they to see it. one in real life they did nail it yeah they just like they did with the the previous one i think that one was incredible as well and i i've been able to drive one of those and oh my goodness so Great choice. Well, David, you've taken me on a great ride around the track today, and I knew you would. And I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing what you're up to with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Ford GT? Well, I will tell you that my guidance would be with the cars that we're buying today, don't try to do it on the street. Yes. Uh, these cars are too fast. And, you know, you look at the performance statistics, three to four seconds full throttle will get you in jail. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's obviously self-serving for our business where you can actually learn at Hooked on Driving how to drive these cars in a safer environment and not race them. And then, obviously, a lot of our customers get hooked and go on to racing from there. But um, yes. that's, I'd say don't do it on the streets. Absolutely. So important. And I've been one who's done a lot of lapping days and some vintage racing. It's just so much better to save that for the track. And you can learn so much from these types of organizations. So that's perfect advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about what you're doing and get involved? Well, hookedondriving.com is a pretty extensive website. We've got a photo gallery and a video media gallery on the site. We have a first-timer section for those that are just thinking about maybe going to the track but don't know. Gee, there's uh, a, a lot of information there, and there's a way to connect with any of the regions. If they go to the information section and see the contact us category, there's uh, emails for all the different region owners. If, they, if you want to know more about what we do, um, you're going to see it on that site, hookedondriving.com. Well, and I'll tell people, if you think you have any inclination for this, just go out and try it, even if you just spend a day at a track and talk to other people, because you may be a little timid, but you remember everybody has to start somewhere, and just because you're at a racetrack, you don't need to be a race car driver. And it will really help you with your street skills when you get into situations where those texters and those people that are not paying attention around you do something silly in front of you. It saved me many, many times, and especially up here in the rain. So, listeners, you can find links to everything that we've talked about here today at Cars Yeah at David Ray. Just type David into the search box, and his show notes page will pop right up. David, thank you again for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. It's been great fun. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.